Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for what I am calling Against Andy's Advice, the Friday Night Bonus Hole. I will be taking no notes on this. Thank you very much. Starting now, Friday Night Friday night episodes will have all of the things that I missed over the course of the week, and therefore, I will be calling them the hole where I throw all my little bonus tidbits, and that name will be The Bonus Hole. Again, thank you so much for joining me. I can tell you are glad you did so already. Tonight, we're going to start out by talking a little political, because that is, after all, the title, and apparently, that's the secret to staying on YouTube's good side. Um, we'll see how that works. Uh, last night's video was monetized and we got to talk about some spicy other stuff behind the scenes. Andy is saying this is a family show. That's why I explain what a bonus hole is. It's like a watering hole, except it's where you keep all the little bonus tidbits that you don't have a chance to get to during the week. I don't know what you're talking about, Andy. It's not a big deal. It's just a name I came up with totally on my own and has nothing to do with anything. And like I said, we're going to start, <laughs> we're going to start by talking talking about what the blaze is hosting. I don't know what their what city they're doing this in, but they are having a great turnout of GOP candidates and they are kind of sparring with each other, but not so much as they are with Tucker Carlson. So this is really fun. I hope the blaze doesn't give me a hard time for showing these videos on here, but I don't think they will. We will see. They're not a big company like um, Bud Light because last time we had a copyright question it was because we played a Bud Light ad, which of course we'll never do again. Bud Light, very sensitive at that time with everything going on around their choice and influencers. But let's see what the Blaze has to say. Tucker Carlson takes the stage tomorrow, that'd be today, for the first Republican presidential summit of the 2024 primary cycle. Here's a flashback highlighting some of Tucker's past clashes and disagreements with Republican candidates. And this is why I appreciate Tucker Carlson. He is happy to disagree with all of these people, just as they should be. This is why I respect him, right? He doesn't he doesn't toe the line for any candidate. He's not in the bag for anyone. He's not saying that there's no vitriol coming from one camp in favor of another camp. He is being forthright and honest, and I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, so let's read this first one. I think the first one, yeah, this one's really good, because he he flamed Asa Hutchinson today, and it went poorly. In fact, I think Glenn... Um, Glenn from The Blaze. Why can't I remember his last name? I'm losing my mind. Glenn was saying that, um, I was going to say Greenwald, but that's not right. I was going to say Youngkin, but that's also not right. Kessler, also not right. There are too many Glens, okay? The issue isn't the fact that my brain is missing because I'm pregnant. The issue is that there are too many Glens out there. Let's just watch this video. Well, it's a Tucker video, so we'll just read the summary on this one. Tucker spars with Asa Hutchinson over child transition surgeries. I'm skeptical that not a single corporation in the state of Arkansas has weighed in with you one way or another on this bill. Let's listen. We'll take the risk. Let's see what they say. Of government, and we don't have... No, no, no. There is, <laughs> there is not a single study that I'm aware of that shows an improvement in the mental health of children who take puberty blockers, who are chemically castrated, and you couldn't cite one. You're not familiar with the research. You were told by doctors that it's a good idea, and you went with it. But I just want to clarify very quickly. Have you, and I just want to be clear on this, have you spoken to any corporate interest in the state of Arkansas about this bill? Tucker, I answered that. I answered that question, and I said, no, I have not. No, you, you have not. another question. Okay. 
Oh my, that is a very salty exchange and Asa is not pleased with that. So I was so fascinated by this interview that Tucker did with Asa because I know it's hard to hear. Asa just was so on the spot because Tucker asked him, are you aware of any studies that show that puberty blockers actually help kids mental state? And he just said, no. And then he asked if there were any companies that weighed in one way or another on the bill heavily hinting that possibly some pharmaceutical companies are pressuring Asa Hutchinson to push this bill, making it possible for kids to access puberty blockers at younger and younger ages. And we got the Tucker face, which I love. I am so here for this. This is delightful. Politicians need to be subjected to this kind of scrutiny by everyone, but they have people in their camp who are willing to go along happily with whatever they want them to do. I hate that. This is not how it should be. Every single person should have the critical thinking skills of Tucker Carlson, period. Tucker grills then-VP Mike Pence on amnesty, border security, and foreign policy. Will the deal that resolves the shutdown include any form of amnesty? So will the deal that resolves the shutdown uh, contain any form of amnesty? Great question. Well, our focus is on and Pence's response was, uh, well, our focus is actually on other things. That's how you know you've got a good question. This is how you know that Tucker Carlson is a great journalist, and I am here for it. So he's clashed with Asa Hutchinson, Mike Pence, Nikki Haley. Tucker, Tucker claims Nikki Haley is a fundamentally indistinguishable from the neoliberal donor base of the Democratic Party. Someone in the chat was saying Nikki Haley needs to drop out. The only candidate that's pulling at double figures is Ron DeSantis. Yes. And so, of course, is Donald Trump. But the only person um, that Tucker talked to today was Ron DeSantis. Tucker says the difference between Tim Scott and the president of Yale is just one of degrees. Tim Scott is a warmonger. Absolutely. And who else was? Was it Mike Pence that came under scrutiny for talking about Ukraine? I think it was. Let's read this. Uh, let's see if we can hear this one. Hopefully. I'm going to play it for you guys. I'm going to turn it all the way up. We'll see what happens. Oh, very much. Thank you. Thanks. Great to see you, Governor. Thank you. I don't think I've ever seen anything uh, <laughs> quite like that. Uh, you know, at, at one point in America, the hopes and dreams of of hundreds and hundreds of people as they looked up into the sky and those in the sky that looked down, uh, they thought it was going to go in one way. And uh, 29 seconds later, the entire Hindenburg was on the ground. And I think that's may, maybe what we saw today. We're bringing in uh, Blaze TV contributor Fearless with Jason Whitlock and a Heritage uh, Foundation fellow, uh, research fellow to the panel. Delano, how are you? Glenn, um, um. <laughs> Delano Squires, love him. Had him on Tim Kessarrell a few times. Fantastic commentator. I was similarly floored by what Tucker did with Asa Hutchinson. It would look very much like he literally mopped the floor with him. Glenn Beck, by the way, this is the Glenn I was referring to. Absolutely nuts. Crazy towns. Like, serious, sharp questions, serious interrogation that he had probably never faced before. I was listening to Asa Hutchinson talk on Fox News, and they were treating him like a legitimate contender. And I was just like, this man is pulling at literally 1%. What are you doing giving him any kind of platform? Do you want him to win? 
And then I was just like, oh, right. Okay. So he's in your camp. He's supporting the same kinds of social justice stuff you force your employees to go through. And honestly, not impressed. So glad. I, I kind of feel like his odds of raising the requisite amount of funds before the Republican debate are basically diminished to zero after this conversation he just had with Tucker. Katie says Pence and Haley are both neocons. I agree. Absolutely, for sure. All right, let's see what Curtis has to say. He, this was a really interesting conversation that um, Tucker had with DeSantis. So I'm going to play it for you guys. Let me know if you can't hear it. You know, let me make sure. Yeah, okay, we're on live chat. Okay, good. Got to make sure I can see everybody. Um, let's see if we can hear anything first and foremost. Okay. <laughs> proud to have been a pro-life governor, uh, and I will be a pro-life president. So, I mean, of course, I want to sign uh, pro-life legislation. Uh, I think it's um, something that we uh, need to develop a culture of life in this country. If you look over the last 50 years, uh, we allowed practices that were barbaric, post-birth abortion, abortion uh, when you have a fully formed baby six, seven months in. And I don't think Rome's built in a day. I think it's going to take time to make progress in some parts of the country. But as president... Uh, I will be somebody who will use the bully pulpit uh, to support governors like Kim Reynolds when she's got a bill, other states as they advance the cause of life. It is a critical issue, and it's one I'm happy to have done. And oh, by the way, uh, this is an issue where I had a lot of supporters who were averse to me on this. Donors saying they didn't want to support me um, if I stood for life. It's been written about how I lost a lot of really big supporters. Some of them just aren't pro-life. Some of them think it's a political liability. That is a very interesting to add in there at the end, because that has been a lot of commentary lately about donors jumping ship from DeSantis campaign, because they're very concerned about all this stuff. I have to be honest, if there was one hill that I personally would die on, this decides who my candidate is, right? There is no other politician out there today who is willing to say this. And I mean, none. Trump's not saying this. Trump took issue with DeSantis passing a six-week abortion ban in Florida. And many people still are. They're saying things like, this is crazy. This is not how you get independence, etc., etc., etc. He is saying here that this is going to be the beginning of a process, which is actually also something that I've been banging a drum about. It's not going to be overnight. It took us time to get here. It's going to take us time to get out. And the way to do it is to change the culture around it. He's talking about using the state to make these rules and try to make sure, push back on people who want to have abortions and tell them that they can't do it here. If they want to do this, they need to go somewhere else. There are 50 states. It's not a big deal. If you do choose to go somewhere else, you can choose somewhere with laxer laws. You just will not do that under his jurisdiction. I find that to be great. I find it to be refreshing. It's compelling. It's great to not have somebody like Donald Trump Jr. who's saying things like, hey, 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 hold up, guys. You know what? Maybe we shouldn't boycott Bud Light because they do give my dad's campaign money. That's not cool. I hate that. That's disgusting. I've heard enough of that. Everyone is doing that lately, it seems, and I'm glad to hear someone who's not. So, Glad that he said that. That obviously is a big deal to me. Maybe it's not to you. Maybe you think it's a losing issue. We're just going to have to see what happens. 
Uh, Ron DeSantis says, you've got to get into office to be able to do what's right. And you've got to stand on principle. You've got to say, why am I here? If you're here to contort yourself into a pretzel, then you're not somebody that's dependable. So we stood up for life, right, on the same topic. He cites hearing his oldest child's top heartbeat for the first time in how he'd speak to those who aren't pro-life. A baby that has a detectable heartbeat, that is a life and we're better off when everybody counts. We're better off when everybody's given a chance and it's going to make me cry because it makes me remember the first time we got to hear our baby's heartbeat. It's a huge deal. Like it's a milestone for, for before you, before you hear that, you're just kind of like, okay, there might be a little goldfish in my stomach. I don't know. Who knows what's happening? I, at the time, felt completely fine. I would not have assumed I was pregnant if I hadn't decided to take that test just on a whim one day. Um, so hearing that really made it concrete and made me realize, oh, got to get our act together. Got to figure out where we're going to live. Got to figure out how we're going to do this. Got to make plans. Got to figure out how to keep our kid healthy and ourselves healthy and focus on how to make the world a better place for our kids. And he's right about that. And I think that um, one of the things I've been hearing just as an off note, because this is apparently like my favorite topic in the world, Jordan Peterson has been pushing or has been advertising with a company that buys ultrasounds for pregnant women who are undecided about having their babies or getting an abortion. And I just think that's one of the most wonderful things you can do. My mom used to volunteer with a crisis pregnancy center in Colorado where I grew up. Um, and I just had such a good impression from that. They were so neat and clean. They were bright and cheerful. They would bring these ladies in and do everything they could to support them. And they would have, they had a gigantic, I actually remember this most keenly, but they had a gigantic, like, room the size of this room behind me, which is a generously sized room. And it was just walled with shelves that were just full of baby clothes. And they would go out of their way to help support these mothers and say, hey, if you need anything, we will help you with it while you're trying to figure out how to make having a baby possible, right? Because a lot of times people are scared, they're financially strapped, they're not sure what to do. Admittedly, most people don't get abortions because of actual extenuating circumstances, but mostly just because pressure is put on them or they just feel like, oh, they don't not feel it. And instead of being responsible, they chose to make bad decisions. Now they're like, oh, well, I got to fix this problem. So I really enjoyed the time spent there, and I'm so glad there is that company that advertised with Jordan Peterson because it's so important that people know what their full range of options are before getting an abortion because they thrive in the dark. They don't want people to know the truth. And hiding things like ultrasounds. I don't know if you guys remember the movie Juno, but she said that she was compelled to keep her baby when she learned that her baby had fingerprints. And that's the kind of thing that seeing an ultrasound of this new little alien floating around inside you will do. Um, Stuart Walker says, in my opinion, pro-life for life. I agree. Ron DeSantis, when asked about the problem of red tide, the left forcing you into an electric vehicle is not going to change the climate. When China's building a new coal plant every week, I'm actually going to focus on the environment Floridians like. And he does, he does do that. So not only has he allotted lots of funds for the Floridian, the nature here is amazing. It is one of a kind. I've never seen anything like it. And just from the, the very little time I've spent out in it, I completely understand there's a deep need to protect this environment. And this isn't environmentalism as in, oh, we have to change the sun monster and figure out what's going on with the clouds. This is taking very real action to protect, for example, the swamps from getting a bunch of garbage in them to go out there and to take out invasive species. Um, there are lots of pictures of Ron DeSantis holding like you know, 20 foot long boa constrictors 
ball pythons, whatever they are. They're an invasive species here in Florida. And they actually have a snake hunt, I think, every year. And he just goes out and he promotes it as hard as he can because he knows that in order to protect Florida, you have to keep invasive species to a minimum. And because these are invasive, they don't have natural predators. So they instead, they just go around killing all the small, fluffy, defenseless things, which is terrible when you think about it. So good for him on that count. Ron DeSantis on people from liberal states like New Jersey moving to Florida. So this actually is near and dear to my heart because Californians flooded Colorado and they turned the whole state blue and they concentrated in places like Denver and Boulder and they just turned those cities into basically San Francisco and LA light. And it was just gross to me. It was nauseating and the cost of living skyrocketed just like it did in California. So let's see what he has to say about this. I think we drew people who believe in what we're doing. It wasn't just these were liberals who wanted no state income tax. There were a whole bunch of reasons it turned out pretty good. I hope he's right because that's been my concern being down here and knowing that we live in a relatively blue county. My concern is that it's just going to be the same as it was with Californians in Colorado and I hate it. So let's hear what he has to say about Ukraine because this is kind of interesting. Let me rewind a bit. Uh, I, uh, I served in Iraq during the Iraq campaign in Fallujah. I was attached to U.S. Navy SEAL Team 1. And remember, it started on what WMD. Then we had Al-Qaeda in Iraq. Then it was created democracy. Then it was that. And so the lesson that I learned from there is if you're going to commit to do military, whether it's aid or whether it's troops, uh, you need to have a concrete idea of what you're trying to achieve. And so from the time I got out of the sandbox and landed back in the United States 15 years ago until the present, I've always felt that. And so my critique of the D.C. foreign policy elite is that they are doing a blank check policy without telling us when we will have achieved our objective. And I believe that today and I believe that then. Now, because you dissent from the D.C. foreign policy elite, they then try to smear you and say, oh, you must be for Putin. Uh, I sir on the topic of Putin let's hear a little more guy I still think he's a bad guy I've always thought Putin's a bad guy I still think he's a bad guy but that's a separate question for a leader who's got to look at the world in very clear-eyed uh, glasses you know that it's not all peaches and cream out there and you have to make a judgment about what's in America's national interest and so that's the position that I believe and I also believe that I wish the D.C. elites cared as much about our border as they do about the Ukraine-Russia border. Because there's people pouring into this country. We have people dying from fentanyl overdose. The cartels are running the show. And what I've said is this is something on day one, declare a national emergency, mobilize all resources, including the military, stop the invasion. Yes, build the wall. But most importantly, authorize the border patrol authorize our military to deal with the cartels if they're breaking into our country bringing product if i'm in charge that's going to be the last thing they do because they're going to end up stone cold dead i've always oh my <laughs> okay so i actually do appreciate this dialogue on the border and i know that we all feel the same when it comes to ukraine's border versus ours we can see the discrepancy it's wild it's completely unfair they clearly care much more about ukraine than they do about american citizens and that i have a serious issue with and i think 
Everyone should. These people, these people are our political opposition, the people who are sending more and more and more money to Ukraine, whether those people are in the GOP or whether they're in the Democratic Party. As far as I'm concerned, they're the same because they're doing the same things. This is completely disregarding Americans' needs and desires. As far as Putin, he's entirely correct. It takes a great deal of diplomacy to try to make the right choices for your country. And the same goes for the U.S. And this is why the old statement used to be, speak softly and carry a big stick. The point of diplomacy is to have the power to make things happen and to never need to use it. You just have to say, here's what we're going to do. Now we're watching currently President Biden pulling up a bunch of reserve troops because our our recruitment is crushingly low right now. And it's at least partly because of how woke the military is. And I've said this from the beginning. You can only tell white men they are the enemy for so long before they are not going to want to fight for you or your causes anymore. And I do not blame them one bit. But we'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. On what the objective? Okay, yeah. the The goal in Ukraine should be to have a sustainable peace in Europe. There's been a lot of people killed, displaced. It's a terrible thing. But you have to provide an articulation of where you're going to go to get there. Of course, we just we're still technically kind of in a bunch of different forever wars everywhere, and Ukraine is just going to be exactly the same. The only difference will be that Ukraine was padding our current president's pockets before he took office. I digress. Let's read on a little more. I would prioritize the threats to our national security. The top threat is China. Let me know if you guys disagree in chat. It is China's ambitions. It's China's industrial capacities. It's the CCP's ability to pollute our culture, impact our universities. You cannot subcontract our interests. Yes. If we continue to be weak abroad and allow our culture to deteriorate, we can have a situation where our kids or grandkids are studying, memorizing 37 different pronouns in Mandarin, and we cannot have that. We've got to do better. That is a horrifying future. Thank you for that mental image. I don't want to think about the conjunction of pronouns and being forced to speak Chinese. So our message has basically been, look, adult material does not belong in a fifth grade classroom. You know, if you want to see the pornography, just check out Hunter's laptop. I'm sure you can have that to your heart's content. I am reminded of the fact that Donald Trump went after DeSantis for going after Disney on this very issue. Because if you will recall, Disney put up a flap when DeSantis put this through about fifth grade classrooms and how this material should not be there. And instead of understanding that this is actually a seriously conservative issue that adults, adult parents, adult parents, that doesn't make sense, parents, bipartisan, both sides of the aisle, parents in general, the voting block called parents, cares about, Donald Trump decided it would be a better strategy and a better tactic to not focus on the left, but to focus on his opposition from inside the GOP. And he's going at DeSantis from the left, and I can't help thinking that it's not going to work for him. I don't like it. I will not condone it. I will not promote Trump. That's part of the reason why. DeSantis is entirely correct. On fighting federal bureaucracy, there are thousands of positions in the executive branch appointed by the president. You've got to have all those people ready to go in January 2025. That's what he did in Florida. That's why he's been so successful here. You got to have all those people ready to go. You can't wait two years because these bureaucrats, they just take over. That's correct. Good observation. He has experience in government that Trump did not have when he started out in office. And I think that it would serve him well. 
You're the AG. Everything you have to deal with with the DOJ and the weaponization of government, deal with the FBI. The left's going to rig you. You're either going down for that or you're not. And if you can't, you will fail. Look at Clarence Thomas. He doesn't budge. True facts. He's a true role model. Had I been president in 2020, Fauci would have been fired. People died as a result of censoring posts on COVID because they were censoring truthful information. The country would have been better off. Some kids got locked out of school for a year, at least a year. Yeah. He goes on along this vein, and I appreciate that Curtis is breaking this down for us. I was looking for some other posts. I heard Vivek Ramaswamy did really, really well in some of the conversation. A lot of people liking what he has to say. A few people take issue with the fact that Vivek is a Hindu, but Hinduism is really interesting because from my understanding, I'm not even convinced they're a monotheistic religion, which makes them a really kind of a little bit of an idiosyncrasy. I don't know of any, many other religions that are like that, but yeah, I I think that I would have probably a similar amount of issue with that as I have with the fact that Tim Scott doesn't have children and isn't married. Um, as far as I'm concerned, if you don't have children, you don't have a, that stake in the future that you will need as a political leader. But I digress. It was a really good um, conversation that Tucker had with each one of the candidates. Some of them he helped, some of them he harmed. And now we're going to look at Tucker talking with Trump at the, um, the Blaze event. Oh, what's that? Trump didn't go to the Blaze event? That's so interesting. I wonder why not. This is a friendly event. Tucker Carlson has recently said that he really likes Donald Trump and would have asked him very good, very interesting questions that Trump we know has no issue answering. I'm not sure why Trump decided not to go, but I did see also that he skipped something in Iowa. So I don't know what exactly his play is here. Um, but I sure, I'm sure it's very politically astute. We will probably just have to tune in tomorrow and see where Trump was today. I think he's got the TPUSA event here right down the road from us. So we'll just have to see what happens and I'll let you know what goes on there. Meanwhile, on the other side of the aisle, our current president is having all sorts of fun in Finland. <sighs> this video is insane and it makes my skin crawl. President pretends to gobble up little girl before sniffing her on the tarmac before leaving Finland, and Twitter has plenty to say about it. I also have plenty to say about it. But it is, again, at the end of the day, just more of the same that we have come to expect. Joe Biden, 80, pretended to nibble the little girl at an airport in Finland yesterday. The pictures from this are amazing. I'm going to show this to you now. Not the video, the picture. I want you guys to see this little girl's face. So here's President Biden looking like an absolute creep and a loser, just like the song says. And this little girl is having none of it. She is not impressed. Kids this age do not really glom on to strangers very well in the first place. Um, and she is just like horrified by this. She's truly scandalized. She's like, what on earth are you doing? So this is her mother. And I think this is her dad. And we're going to see them in this video. So let's take a look here. Oh, let's see if we can pull it up. Here's to the healthy Oh, they're going to make us listen to an ad. Screw you guys. Ugh, rude. Whatever. Well, we'll see if they can get past it. Oh, this is so gross. The picture of the dad's face, because the dad just did not look impressed. It was wild to me. Let's scroll up a little bit and see if we can actually see the video. Come on, man. Okay, so we have Joe going in for a smooch, and she's like, Ah, get this creep away from me. Ah, gross, gross, gross. Mom's like, okay, I'm going to take a selfie with you. And he's just going after the daughter. And dad's like, oh, it's fine. You're great. You're great. Uh -huh. The look on his face. I really wish I could pause it better. He's just like, um, 
that was weird and I didn't like that and I feel uncomfortable with that, but I'm not going to say anything about it because this is actually the president of the U.S. Psycho Clown, thank you for joining us. Glad you're here. We're just talking about Joe Biden being a huge creeper and going after kids. There is something wrong with this family. And I'm not just talking about the alternative substances that the son likes to do. I'm talking about the father. And this makes me very uncomfortable about any children he has ever been in contact with. This makes me feel like the plot of Sound of Freedom, all that stuff, is happening in the highest echelons of our American government. And it's disgusting. William says, what the heck is wrong with Biden? I have no idea. I would not even blame this on dementia because he's been doing this for years and years. And I have to say, it is technically correct that Biden has increased Europeans' estimation of American diplomacy or whatever. But um, at what cost? And also, why do we care very much what Europe thinks of us? It's just, I hope that this changes their minds about him. He's really gross and really creepy. And it's true that they like to think they're better than we are. But at the end of the day, they're, uh, the, the prime minister of Finland recently got ousted for being too big of a partier during COVID and being a party girl. Santa Merit was uh, the leader of the very feminist government of Finland. And now she got ousted because she did a terrible job. And she preferred to party over doing actual work. Any parent that lets their children close to him anymore only has himself to blame. He's been doing this for years now. That's right. Biden looks like the guy from The Simpsons. Yeah, he does. He looks like Mr. Burns. That's an insult to Mr. Burns. At least Mr. Burns had some principles. Ugh, so gross. Anyway, the Biden dynasty is doing well over there. Let's look at what the Republicans are up to. Hey, look at this. Republicans passed $886 billion anti-woke defense spending bill that limits abortion access for troops, funding of transgender medical care, and diversity and inclusion initiatives. That sounds pretty good. The only thing that I'm concerned about, as with all of this stuff, is that anytime they pass something really big like this, there's always something horrible tucked into the corner. Right. And you know to expect it. Like you'll see Rand Paul vote no on some of this stuff. And you're like, what the heck? Why is he doing this? And he's like, actually, if you go to the 45th page, you'll find that it funds this, that they're not talking about. They give it a nice name. They wrap it up in nice values, supposedly, and then they pass it. And then they have the chance to do this. Very sneaky. We know they do it, but let's read on. Republicans in Congress have passed a defense bill that includes limiting access to abortion for troops, limits on transgender care for military uh, let's see here. Included banning, uh, banning considering military recruitment from considering. Okay, so it's them, not me. I'm not going crazy. This isn't written well. Okay, the bill was set up to show down in the Senate over the amendments to include banning considering military recruitment from considering diversity, equity, and inclusion. That's very confusing. Sorry about that. They're just trying to change the way people are recruited because the way they were doing it was basically affirmative action in action. And we saw this with a recent tweet from them where they were like showcasing a transgender leader. And it's, it's disturbing. Like this is the reason why we're having to call up the reserves, why we're stretched so thin, because who would want to fight for this? Seriously, why would you want to do this? They included several amendments on social issues as part of their bid to get rid of woke policies in the military. I personally think it's wonderful, but I want to see, let's see what Rand Paul had to say about it. This is called Anti-Woke Defense Spending Bill. Rand, Paul. Oh my gosh, I cannot spell. 
You can never spell when other people are watching. <sighs> okay, so there's some January. All right, January, January, January. Looks like he didn't have a lot to say about this one, which is really interesting. So I wonder how he voted on this. Fascinating. Yeah, so this is the kind of thing that happens. From the Daily Beast, six Republican senators vote against anti-Asian hate crimes bills. Oh my gosh, what does that mean? Who could possibly do such a thing? These are the senators who actually read the bill. And they're like, this is crazy. We're not putting up with this because that is not going to work. It's super woke stuff. They squeeze it in the back and it just... That's how they do it. And only a few of them are wise to it. And I'm glad for their work. Seriously. So speaking of woke, let's read about this. I think I'm going to wrap a little bit early this evening because, again, super short of breath. Bye, Casey. See you later. You have a great weekend, too. See you Monday. Millionaire benefactor pulls $400,000 funding from Arizona State University citing left-wing hostility and activism after the college fired staff member who hosted two conservative talks including one by Charlie Kirk. Good. Good. Actually, I remember when Scott Adams did this with his alma mater, too. I don't remember where his alma mater was. I think it might have been Vanderbilt. Scott Adams pulls funding from alma mater. So this is a while ago. This is when he was just starting to pay attention to this. Uh, Wait, what? So here we have responses okay okay so this isn't about that so we're gonna have to change the date on this if you guys aren't familiar with how to change the parameters for searching on google you just have to go in and say i want a custom range we're gonna go 1 1 20 10 to 1 1 20 i think it was around 2018 and then that should give you what you're looking for aren't many great matches for your search. That's nonsense. Let's see what we have here. Huh. Interesting. Maybe they just worded it differently. Maybe just duck, duck, go. There comes a point too with Google. It's just like, what even is the point? There's literally no point to uh, trying to make this work because they're just feeding me nothing but nonsense. So Tom Lewis has donated millions of dollars to Arizona State University over the past 20 years. Interesting. He withdrew his support in recent weeks over left-wing hostility and activism, as well as a visceral reaction to the February event featuring Kirk Prager and Arthur, author Robert Kiyosaki. Good. I'm glad. And I hope he sets a trend. And I hope this continues until they all just fall apart and blow away in the wind because I have had it with American higher education. They add nothing to the conversation. They bring people down actively. They create teachers who are indoctrinating students intentionally. It's just not working for me. Sorry, it's not you. It's me. I'm going to call it good and call it quits and go on and get out of here. All right. In sunny California, things are looking up and by up, I mean way down, except maybe up because they're staring up from the bottom of the pit of hell. Let's read about Oakland. Oakland cops warn residents to reinforce their doors with braces or a security bar and install security cameras. After a spate of home invasions with thieves even ransacking homes while their owners are there. What is happening over there? I am so glad that I don't live in California. Holy cow. Jeez. Okay, so let's read their tweet. For immediate release, public safety advisory uptick in home invasion robberies. Uh Uh-huh. The Oakland Police Department is seeing an uptick in home invasions in some areas, including Laurel, North Hills, etc., 
In recent cases, armed individuals forcibly enter the residence by kicking in doors, threatening victims, and taking the victim's personal belongings before fleeing the residence. You know what would stop some of this stuff? Knowing that the residents inside the homes were armed. And I don't mean defensively armed. I mean offensively armed, where if you set foot on my property, you have officially declared that your life is worth less than my belongings, because that's how that's going to go, because you are on my property now. It's called the non-aggression principle. You are not supposed to aggress on other people. It's a very strong tenet of libertarianism. It's something that criminals do not understand, but they might understand it better if these homeowners were armed. Strengthen home security. Use outdoor lighting. Trim hedges and shrubs. Do not open your door to strangers. Create an emergency plan to include a safe meeting point. This is so great. These are all defensive strategies. How about some offensive strategies? Your state is overrun with criminals, and I'm so glad that your gun control is really helping. In 2021, I took my kids to In-N-Out in Oakland. We watched a group probably coming from the airport, so as they watched their car being emptied, they were right there but were powerless to stop it. I decided to move out of my formerly beloved hometown. Wow, she's literally sitting here watching this car get stripped of everything valuable in it. And you know what would have stopped this? I'm just saying, you know exactly what would have stopped this. It's probably about this big, fired forcibly at great rates of speed. I would have ended it. Those people would have scattered. They would have dropped everything they had and they would have fled for their lives. They were moving pretty quickly, but not because they're afraid of anything. Look, that guy just aggressed on another car. Like he doesn't care. Yeah, he's getting honked at. He doesn't care. Why would he care? He has nothing to fear. Literally nothing. Yeah, so this car comes up and he's like looking at this car. And I don't know if it's maybe one of their getaway cars or something, but he's he's not afraid. And he has no reason to be afraid because, again, this is in California. They know that they run this entire state. And honestly, if you live in California, if you live in one of these places, man, stay safe. Stay safe. Watch your back. Watch your back. It's not good. All right, a couple other things uh, in the bonus hole this evening. Almost done here. A couple things. Don't have a lot to say about this. I just found it really interesting. Tell me what you guys think about this one. OceanGate deletes all its social media accounts in a bid to scrub its existence from the internet after doomed Titan sub imploded, killing five on board. Someone needs to tell OceanGate that the internet is forever. And especially when something this big happens... I'm sorry, it's never going to go away. Unless you completely dissolve and rebrand yourselves entirely, it's not happening and you're still going to probably face some serious legal action over this. So, good luck to you. The company behind the submersible tragedy has shuttered its Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn accounts. The company's website has also gone dark, simply stating it has suspended all exploration and commercial operations. Good. Maybe you shouldn't have been trying to send people under the ocean in a toaster box. Seriously. What is wrong with these people? But to be fair, people did buy tickets, quarter million dollar tickets. Here we are. Andy says the bonus poll, only 14 minutes left in the poll. Hey, let's see what this poll says. Oh, rumble at the blaze. Who would win a cage match? DeSantis brain and Trump body. Trump brain and DeSantis body. Definitely that one. Definitely that one. Somebody says asteroid. I'm going to go with asteroid. Sweet meteor of death. This is a really good question. I'm actually curious. DeSantis has the body. Trump has the wily brain. The Trump body is kind of decrepit. I agree. He's kind of falling apart. Like I keep emphasizing, he's only four years younger than Biden. Not looking so great, even though he has lost some weight. Good for him. 
Interesting. Thank you, dear, for this, um, for this thinker. I appreciate that. That's great. <laughs> Texas Rangers says law enforcement being able to arrest people in California would help. Yes. Yes. But at the same time, if there are no cops around, what are you going to do? You're going to pull out your own self-defense tool and make it work. But not in California because that's all illegal for the sake of keeping people safe. Isn't it great? Isn't it ironic? Seriously. Not a big fan. Oh, I had one other thing I want to mention. So we'll talk about this just for a second. Nothing really to say about it. I can't believe they think that deleting this is really going to make this go away. They're entirely wrong. It's such a horrible tragedy. They should have known better. And the people who are aboard were kind of dumb to have thought that this would have worked. Let's look at this one on this topic. Kind of interesting. Transgender cyclist who transitioned from a man to a woman says they are competing against females to prove a point to selfish trans athletes that men are physically superior to women. This is a really interesting story. I hadn't seen anything about this before today, but let's read a little bit. Um, this is a very Asian name I can't pronounce. So this cyclist, a 37-year-old biological male and lifelong cyclist, had a historic victory at this year's Gangwon Sports Festival in South Korea. This person said their win was all part of a plan that they had been concocting for the last two years to initiate discourse and spark debate on gender inclusivity. The cyclist believes there should be three categories in sports, and I agree with this, men, women, and transgender and admitted they felt more relieved than triumphant. This is fantastic. I actually really like this idea, and I kind of want to talk to this person now. A transgender cyclist who transitioned from man to woman has said they are competing against females to prove a point to selfish trans athletes. They told the North uh, Korea Times that the historic victory was all part of a plan that they had been concocting for the last two years. I have no unresolved feelings over winning because that's no longer what I want. My goal was to stir controversy and get my story heard by competing. I want more people to do this. I think this is genius. <laughs> this person told the Korea Times that after th that the historic victory was all part of the plan. Yep, yep, yep. We read that. Let's see here. At the same time, trans women athletes, no matter how hard they work, will never be truly honored for their wins. It could be like how we have many weight divisions in some sports. Under the current binary systems, female athletes will be discouraged and their hard work might not be recognized at the participation of transgender athletes. Yeah, so this is my biggest issue with affirmative action. So when you actually have somebody who has accomplished great things, if you see their, their skin color is in line with affirmative action, there will be a tendency to assume they achieve their success, at least in part, because of affirmative action. It's really not fair to them. It's not fair to anyone. I completely agree. I'm going to share this story on my Twitter because it's really good. In fact, I'm going to pull up this other story that I had that I forgot to pull up before we started. So let me see. I always send these to myself. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Intersectionality at play. I'm here for it. All Muslim Michigan Council votes to remove two commissioners who broke new rule banning flying a pride flag in city property. I just have to say, let's hear it for intersectionality because Muslims and the social justice LGBTQIA plus people are finally coming to terms and it's going to be beautiful. Muslims are not like the LGBT people. Muslims take their faith seriously in a way that not even Christians in the U.S. do, so... Let's read. A Michigan city with an all-Muslim council has made waves banning LGBTQ plus pride flags in public buildings, has removed two members of a city commission for breaking the new law. Hamtramck, interesting name, population 27,000, is an enclave surrounded by Detroit. 
More than 40% of residents were born in other countries, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, and a significant share of Yemeni or Bangladeshi descent. On Tuesday, the council unanimously approved removing Russ Gordon and Kathy Stackpole from the Hamtrak Human Rights Commission for flying the rainbow flag over a public sidewalk with a member saying they defy the rule of law. That would be correct. If this is the rule that they put into place and these people broke the rule, they're out. I think that's fair. Became the first city in America to have a majority Muslim population in 2015. And in January 22, became the first to have an all-Muslim city council and mayor in um, Amar Ghaleb. I don't know how to pronounce these names again. In mid-June, the council voted to ban LGBTQ plus flags from publicly owned flagpoles. Yeah, June would be the time to do that. That's crazy, crazy times. After tense hours-long meeting that raised questions about discrimination, religion, and the city's reputation for welcoming newcomers. Yeah, guess what? When you bring in people from places like Yemen and Bangladesh, they're not as welcoming to newcomers as you are. And it doesn't matter what you, whether you think they should be or not. It's just not, not going to happen. Not going to happen. And until you come to terms with the fact that other people from other countries think differently from you do, you're not going to be how you do. They're not, they're not going to be colonized by your way of thinking. They're going to resist and you're going to have to go along with it because you're inclusive and diverse. What can I say? It makes you soft. It really does. They also unanimously approved a ban on the commission's flying any flags on city property. The council believes in fairness, neutrality toward our residents, and the rule of law, among other things for this community. We passed a resolution recently to do just that, and two of our sworn commissioners outright defied it and did what they wanted. Gordon was the chair of the commission whose purpose was to promote mutual understanding and respect for multiculturalism and diversity. I love this story so much. Advocate for peace and justice and encourage tolerance and constructive communication. People from these other countries, not huge on tolerance. Just throwing that out there because I have a realistic understanding of how this stuff works. Other countries, not America. America is the most uh, most progressive place in the world. And they view your viewpoints as colonization. And I can't say I blame them. Some members of the All-Muslim Council said the pride flag clashes with the beliefs of some members of their faith. Businesses and residents aren't prohibited from displaying a pride flag. On their own property. That's fine. I think that's fair. We want to respect the religious rights of our citizens. The council voted unanimously to display only five flags, including the American flag, the Michigan flag, and one that represents the native countries of immigrant residents. Fine. Uh, the mayor made the flag a campaign issue when then-mayor Karen Majewski flew one on city property in 2021. This is a winning issue in this community because this is a community comprised of people from countries that don't view diversity and inclusion in the same way Americans do. Oh my. <laughs> Just last week, uh, the mayor slammed an unknown person for putting a pride flag in the trash after former mayor Karen Majewski found it in the garbage. Majewski made a Facebook post hoping Govern- Governor Gretchen Whitmer's now new LGBTQ plus task force would look into the new flag bill. I hope our governor's new LGBTQ task force will take a look at this and take it into consideration as the state of Michigan makes decisions about grants and other funding. And then she is taking pot shots at this bill. It's not going to work. Sorry. Flags carry symbolism. Those symbols carry social and political messages. It is clear that you are either ignoring, hateful, and or spiteful, said a transgender speaker. You sure about that? You really want to open that can of worms? Because we are being diverse and inclusive right now. And that means listening to what people from these countries say and believe. 
I just appreciate this so much and I feel very pleased that this is what we are ending the week on because I think it's great. You want to bring these people in? Fine. Whatever. You want to keep them in your communities? Awesome. More power to you. But you need to understand the way they live and you need to come to terms with that because they don't like the rainbow flag. They're really not nice to the rainbow people in some of these countries and America... Very, very capable of being very oblivious to the, what the rest of the world is doing because we are such a large country and we have such a monopoly on pretty much all culture. Um, but that's not going to stop these other countries from viewing things the way they do. So I love it. Reality is slapping social justice in the face and social justice is losing and it's going to be good to watch. It's going to be a lot of fun and I, I can't wait. I really can't. So guys, thank you all so much for joining me. It's going to be an amazing weekend. I hope you all have a lot of fun. I really hope it cools down. Um, it's been super hot down here. I know that it's been like 117 in some places. Again, with Europeans, when they complain about heat, they have no idea what they're talking about. And they are not prepared for any kind of heat. A lot of them don't even have air conditioners because it just never really gets that hot over there. I don't want to hear any criticism of Americans complaining about heat. It gets hot here. I will say that people in South American countries have it a lot worse and they complain a lot less. But if we have the platform to complain about it, we should be allowed to. 117 is crazy, dangerous heat. So stay safe out there, you guys. Stay hydrated. Stay well. Stay out of Target. Remember, thank you for joining us for this week's bonus hole. Join us next week for the next one where we just dump all our bonus bits. It's going to be exciting. As always, all right, you guys, stay safe, stay well, stay out of Target until Monday.